welcome to the Sooner Catholic Podcast. This week, I have with me Trevor Bereka, and we are featuring uh, a, a true joy and delight. Uh, this man's name is AJ Carter. AJ Carter was a focused missionary, uh, just like Trevor is now, um, in 2015 at the University of Oklahoma. And AJ is a black Catholic man who is a good friend of mine, uh, and, and we go back a few years. So it's a joy to, to have him here. And, and AJ, how, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Just loving life. It's a nice Sunday out in Phoenix, so not too hot. So I'm loving it, man. <laughs> loving. That's it. like a that's like a name of a song, like a, a nice Sunday in Phoenix. <laughs> I so, like. Um, I might have to I might have to incorporate that. <laughs> oh, good okay, call. Good call, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude so it, it's obviously it, it's a joy to talk with you. You and I, we've we've been keeping up uh, a little bit over the years, and obviously this is like a super intentional time where I'm just I, I want to. What I want to do is just take the time to ask you some some questions with Trevor and and just some honest raw questions that are on our hearts and minds right now. I'm sure in a lot of people's hearts and minds, and then and just kind of give you the opportunity just to share whatever it is for that, sure, that for comes sure. to mind for you. So I guess just first thing, just to kind of kick us off, is like in a, in a broad sense, like what what is what is kind of going through your mind and through your heart, like while you're while you're watching what is like on the media, everything with George Floyd and <clears throat> and and protests and and Breonna Taylor and um, all these kinds of things. What's what's going on, man? It's just it's perplexing, you know. I mean, it's it's tough to see. The biggest, the the hardest thing for me is to watch us as like as a human race, like literally, you know, race races and all that 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 crazy stuff is like it's just. I really, I feel like race was meant to divide people. Maybe I don't know what it was intended for initially, but like now it's just gone so far, like mm. as to divide people so much, and it's so frustrating to see humans like basically we're all humans and it's frustrating to see humans hating each other and just like basically so divided divided by things like such as the color of skin or race uh religion all these different things it's frustrating to see people divided by those things you know when Mm -hmm. when it's when it's all said and done like we're all like we're humans you know what i'm saying we're all one race the human race and it's so perplexing to me like how do you 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 know, someone who may hate someone for the color of their skin, how do you help them realize that, hey, man, like, we're all the same? You know, if we do an x-ray, yeah. and we all do an MRI, whatever, we're, we're all the same inside. Like, you know, and I feel like that's just the most perplexing thing to me because but I think the root of it is flat out good versus evil, you know, but then we get, like, a little higher, and, and we look, that basically causes uh, so much dissension, so much problem, so many problems, so much trouble in the world, and all from something as simple as race, which is rooted, in the racism, which is which is rooted in, like, you know, evil, good versus evil, but it's just so perplexing to me to look at the world, and it's like, man, like, how, how do we get people to realize that this is so much deeper than what it is, man, like, yeah. and, like, but it's so simple, like, we, you know what I'm saying, so, when mm-hmm. I look at it, that's what I see, you mm-hmm. know, and how, how can yeah. we bring people together, mm-hmm. you know, to stop all the nonsense in the world, you know, all the all the violence and, you know, and, and racism and all that type of stuff. How do how do we get people to realize the truth so we can get past that, you know? And what you said about, like, being kind of like a, not just kind of a, like it being a worldwide problem is something that I think is just super recent to come to light and and something like the news is covering like there's protests happening all across the world mm-hmm. right now because there are cases of racism all across the world and and well i mean there's so many directions we can go but like did you have any experiences in particular in oklahoma that in that where you felt demeaned or like lesser because of your skin color than than anywhere else that you have lived in particular like was there anything 
different about your time in Oklahoma per se, or is it like, have you had those experiences everywhere? Or yeah, like, what is so knock on wood, I guess, like, I haven't really experienced it out here so much. I guess, thanks, thanks mm. be to God. In my second year, I was at, at Texas State down in San Marcos, um, around Austin, which is a pretty, like, you know, chill place. I didn't experience it there really too much either, but unfortunately, I did experience it a bit in Oklahoma. I wasn't too taken back by it, though, because I'm, I'm from South Louisiana. Um, <laughs> I've, I've dealt with my yeah. share of racism, you know. Uh, just call it what it is. You know, I've dealt with my share of racism for sure. So when I got to Oklahoma and I dealt with a few things here and there, it wasn't such a shock to me. You know, I wasn't as taken back by it, I guess, which is sad to say, because, you know, you would think that you should be. But I mean, experiencing it is it's not right. that much. It's like, oh, here we go again type of thing, you know. And um, and it's funny because this time, <clears throat> you know, I, I've, I experienced it with students. So two, two particular mm. instances I, I, I'll call out. One time I went to a movie, a movie theater uh, with, with some other students and the keys got locked in the car. I locked my keys in the car and luckily one of the other students drove. So it was like four or five of us. We all like kind of hopped together. And um, we literally just saw the security guard at the movie theater, the movie theater, unlock someone's door, you know, and we were like, OK, we'll just we realized, you know, I realized I locked the keys in the car. We'll just do it on the way out of the movie because we were, you know, we were like literally right on time. So if we dealt with that before, we would have been late. So we're like, we'll just do it on the way out. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, we, we weren't I, I had AAA. I would have called AAA, but I didn't because we literally just saw someone uh, with the movie mm. theater, one of the security guards or the police, whatever, unlock someone's car, like, you know, get their keys out. So like yeah. whatever. So as we were leaving, um, I walked up to someone and, and, you know, the students were with me and we, you know, tried to get the, uh, you know, said, hey, you know, you know, I like my keys in my cars and anyway, we can, um, you know, get those out. And ironically, it was like me, uh, you know, a man of color with um, I had some of my other uh, friends, students, you know, with me, they were uh, Hispanic. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, a group of kids of color and we walk up to the to the person at the theater and they're like, no, we don't do that. No, he said no. He said, go ask the security. They'll be able to help you with that. So I go to security, um, and I think it was with the police department or whatever. Um, they were, like, together. And they were like, oh, no, we don't do that. And I'm like, you sure? I was like, is it too late or something or what? Like, because, you know, we just actually saw someone do it. So, like, can you, like, speak to one? Because like, I figured maybe they're not just going to be racist. Like, whatever. Like, maybe this is, like, just a, a breakdown in communication, you know? And so I was mm. like, maybe you can talk to someone. I was like, no, we don't do it, you know? Um, then, uh, then there was a police, an actual police officer in the back of the parking lot. And I was like, man, like, you know, <laughs> he was sitting in the car, like on his phone. So I'm like, shucks, I got to walk up to this man's door. So I kind of walked up slowly. I had my hands up to get his attention before I got to the door and he saw me and he, you know, waved me over and we talked and asked him if he could do it. He's like, no, you know, we don't do that. The, and the security here, they don't do it. So, I mean, you know, whatever, like I had an extra key at the house. So basically it was a bunch of trouble. They wouldn't do it. They kind of got mad that I was asking almost. And it was funny because the students with me, it's like, I'm sure they've seen racism before, like, you know, but to that extent, they were just kind of like taken back. And like, so I rode in the car with them and um, we went back home. I got my keys and I just went back out the next day with one of my teammates. And you could tell, like, <clears throat> they were taken back by it. And they were like getting more mad about it. I was, uh -huh. you know, and they were like, that's messed up. Like they literally just helped someone get out of, like, get their keys out of their car. Like it's messed up. They didn't even try and, and I'm like, yeah, man, I mean, you know, basically, it, you know, it is what it is. Like, um, and so I, and, and it wasn't like that major. Like, I've dealt with worse stuff than that. But it, it was it was frustrating. 
And uh, the other time was the time which was even more so. Like, this is like maximum right here. I got pulled over by the police. I hadn't been drinking or anything. I was leaving one of the students' apartments. We had like a like a little jam set. This guy, he had a, he was like a decathlete from L.A. He had a studio. Me, like some of the football guys, basketball guys, we'd all go freestyle, you know, make rap songs, whatever. I was on my way home, like literally right down the street, right across the train tracks in Norman. And um, the police pulled me over. And it was like a younger cop. He's like, hey, man, you know, you've been drinking. I'm like, no, I haven't been drinking, you know. And so they like asked me to step out the car and then they performed these tests on me. Like, you no know, basic tests or whatever. And then, of course, more police came, like about four, four or five police cars showed up in total. And they were like all outside. And, and they basically had me do these tests like over and over again. And I'm like, like, like repeatedly, I'm like, what the heck? And then I didn't even realize that some of the other students drove by and they saw it. And I guess they stopped across the street and were watching to make sure everything was okay. Um, Cause there was so many police cars. And they were like, what the heck? Like, this is AJ. Like there's like four or five police cars. Is everything all right? And then this older, one of the older guys, um, older police officers came up and he made me do some more tests again. And then he was like, okay, I want you to do this test right here. I want you to put your note, put your finger on your nose I want you to no. I want you to um, put your finger on your nose, close your eyes, and hold your head back, and count to thirty in your mind. And I'm gonna put my timer on, and I want you to count to thirty, but not out loud. Count in your head. And I'm like, so I was like, so just to clarify, like you want me to count to thirty in my head? Like, what do you want me to do? Like, once I get to thirty, he's like, well, I'm gonna be timing you on my watch. You have to be close to thirty. So just when when you're done, look back forward. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm doing it. And then I was like at 29 or something like, like one off or something. And, uh, and after that, they made me do some more tests. And I was like, bro. And, and the funny thing about it was the police officer, the younger cop who pulled me over, he may have just been like, whatever, doing his due diligence, but you could tell, like we locked eyes. He almost looked at me like, dang, man, like, I'm like, I'm sorry. This even had to happen. Cause you could tell he realized it was unjust. And then more of the students later, like one of the guys, he, we all talked later. They called me, checked on me. They came over to the house. And one of the guys was saying, like, yeah, man, like, I wanted to go over there. And, like, it's like, this isn't right. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, making me do, like, all this stuff over and over again. And I was like, dude, I'm so glad you didn't do that. <laughs> but, um, mm. but yeah, so just, and it was it was funny because it's like, I've done, like, sobriety tests before. Like, you know, thanks be to God, I've never got a, a DWI. Obviously, you know, a DUI, DWI, whatever, however you want to call it. My dad's, uh, you know former police officer uh, NOPD New York police. My grandfather was like, so I mean, I, I like to, you know, follow the law <laughs> and whatnot. So, but it was just funny, like just experiencing this and it's like, man, like I literally was on the side of the road for like 30 minutes out of my night performing like DUI tests over and over again. And it's like, dude, when are you going to realize I'm not drunk? I have not been drinking. It was just frustrating. I, 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 you know, dealt with that. And I mean, and you know, from time to time, yeah. different things would happen, you know, and it's, it's frustrating because it's like, you know, I've learned to deal with it in a way like, you know, um, just being respectful, you know, and whatnot. And it's like, you know, because I'm not going to like, you know, cop an attitude, even though, you know, it's unjust. You know, I still realize like, you know, this is unjust, but this man is a law enforcement officer. I don't know if he's racist, has prejudices, whatever. Seems like he does. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to do what he asks and just, you know, which which sucks. I mean, that I have to deal with it. But I mean. Like I said, growing up in, in South Louisiana, it, it kind of became a way of life, essentially. Like, you just got to roll with it, you know? Pull over, get 
they try to pull you over, pull over somewhere where it's well lit, you know, just to make sure everything is all right. Or, you know, I, I've had police officers like when I saw they get mad at me, like I put the lights on back there. Why? Why you didn't pull over? I was like, well, I, I you know, I, I just want to pull over like here in this, you know, this parking lot, you know, well lit and everything. Just make sure everything's cool, you know, and stuff like that, you know. So, mm. which is sad that it, it's, it's come to this. I mean, it, it's everywhere, unfortunately, man. Wow, so man. I know I kind of rambled off there, but yes. Yeah, so. yeah. No, geez. so good. I, I think that there's there's so many things that, that <clears throat> stick out, and, I, and then I'll hand it over to Trevor. Um, but I think, man, something that stands out is is first of all, just like there's actually. Uh, somehow you have like an element of joy in this and an element of understanding of like in all these situations, like you weren't like thinking racism wasn't your first thought, nor your second, nor your third. And then after so many times of giving people benefit of the doubt, it's like, okay, this is, this is so abnormal. And, and honestly, man, just, just hearing that the story about the, about the police and being pulled over in the DUI test like that. I don't know, man. It, it is like just so sad. AJ, to hear that story, I was just sitting here with my eyes closed. I'm just like, man, that is just like so wrong, like so wrong, dude. And so, oh my gosh, they, just thank you for sharing that story. But no doubt, no doubt. Th- this, man. And I, I, just to like, like kind of disclose, like, crazy. I mean, you, I'm not saying they're not racist because I mean, obviously, certain situations it does present itself. It seems that you know, obviously, I don't know the inside of a person's heart, but I mean, like, there, yeah. I definitely feel like there are some innate race, like uh, prejudices. That people have and like inevitably like racism like oh he's black you know maybe he got this in the car i don't know maybe they were thinking that maybe not maybe my yeah. car matched the description of another car i don't know but um like when it's all said and done you know i mean that definitely it, it seems like it, it could have been the root you know um but like i said I, I don't know you know i don't know yeah. but because i can't read their mind you know but yeah yeah so yeah <clears throat> yeah I, I think it's cool too as you're sharing that story because obviously yeah it's, it's hard to hear because on one end i'm like Geez, I, I, I've never been through that. But also, I, like, like to your point, you're like, I've, I've been through other sobriety tests. Like, it wasn't normal. Like, that's not a normal thing to experience. Right. And as, as I was listening to, though, I, I like what Alex pointed out. Like, I think that there's, like, a, a charity that, that the human person is supposed to, like, should exhibit at all times. So, like, assume the best in the other person. And it's just, like, beautiful, like, the way that you displayed that when you easily could have not. And honestly, like many people wouldn't have like ability to love. And, and like, like Alex said, like eventually like, well, I don't know what else it could be at some point, but at least that your first response is to love and to seek understanding because. Well, and I think, I think even in that though, like, and that's the thing, like, don't get me wrong. I was frustrated dealing with it. I mean, I come from a lot of a family of police and I've dealt with like situations like this before that was not normal. And it's not so much as like, I mean, I was tired. I'm like, whatever. Like I didn't want to deal with it. I just wanted to be done. But at the same time, it was also, it wasn't that I was like so loving of it because I mean I, I I I understand you know and I'm like okay I get it like whatever do what you gotta do let's just be done with it. So it was more so and I and I hate to say it like as a man like you know you don't want to admit it but it was also from a place of fear, you know like if I cop an attitude with this police officer mm-hmm. right now on the side of this road in Oklahoma, you know my dad like, like I said I have family you know with, with, I guess you could say we're pulled back in Louisiana but I'm in a whole other state right now. Surrounded yeah. by police officers, I have no other choice but mm. to do this test. Because if I don't, I'm not trying to have somebody, you know, putting my name on a T-shirt and yeah. having a poster like, "Oh, you know, he died unjustly. Like he didn't do anything. He didn't even have alcohol in the system." I'm like, man, like, uh, you know. So it was really from a place of fear too. Unfortunately, I I hate to admit it, but what I'm gonna do? You know, I'm a cop attitude with him. I'm not doing a sobriety test. Yeah. I don't have to do this. I know my rights, and it's like, like, no. I mean. So it's a place of understanding, but also, also a place of fear and like being, 
being smart with it, you yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so, gosh, it's so hard to, like, to hear that and, and to advise that. Like you're saying, like, yes, you were trying to understand, but like you said too, this is a place of fear. And, and, and I mean, and you're right. And you're like, you're seeking, you know, to, to make sure. And like the fact that that is a reality, obviously, yeah, just breaks, should break, I think, all of our hearts. Like that shouldn't just be something that we're like, oh, you know, like everyone suffers. You know, I think like all of us should be like, gosh, like that is not the way that the Lord envisioned for humans to interact, his, his beloved children to treat one another. You know, I think a question I was thinking about is like a conversation with you right now. Obviously, I, I don't know you super well. Better go. But uh, one question I, I was just thinking about is like, yeah, it, as, as, as a, a white male, like how can I seek you know, connection or a way to like understand how can I seek to like, uh, I think because part of like the human experience, right? The way that we connect with people as we, we share something, we're like, ah, yes, me too. Right. Like that's like C.S. Lewis famously mm-hmm. says that the, the first moment of friendship is that moment when you look at someone, and you say me too. Right. And so how can I like, and, and other people that want to sympathize and want to be like understanding to seek to listen, how do we do that in a way that doesn't like come off as marginalizing the experiences of those who might have been victims of I think the, the the main thing is to truly seek to understand and like really want to understand. And I don't I, I feel like of course like you got you seem like a cool guy, like so you you want to understand. But I feel like some people want to understand, like I don't know, I can't like I said, I can't judge the heart of man, I don't know what people think. But my one my team director, uh actually Paul Moore uh, at Texas State, he did a great job of it. You could tell that he would ask questions that he he would seek to understand. And he would always preface it, hey, man, I don't want to, like, seem weird, but, like, you know, can you explain this to me? Like, like what do you – and and you can, you, can, you can tell, like, when people talk to you. And, and you don't want to always judge, like, you know, certain things. But, you know, we're all humans. We're all the same. But you can also tell, like, we're all souls. We all have souls. And you can, you can tell when someone is wanting to connect and understand. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is just, like, just being genuine, man, you know, and also acknowledging that. We're all humans. We're all the same. But society has divided us so much on this race thing. since like way back when. So it's like we have to realize that. And I think this is the first step. Just realize that, yes, we're all the same. We're all humans, period. You know, however, the way society has, you know, created this whole image is like different people have different realities Mm. in the sense like they have different like situations, you know, different life experiences. And I feel like because of certain prejudices that people may have or um, whatever, you know, people experience different situations in different ways. And I think the, the biggest thing is realizing that it's not about people, you know, saying, oh, I don't see color. Like, well, no, like, unless you're colorblind and even colorblind, <laughs> you can see different shades of color. So it's like, you know, when people say that statement, it's like, I mean, I've been in conversations and I've, I've heard like most people like of color, like regardless of race, like people of color, like don't like that statement. Like, so I feel like that's like something that should be done away mm-hmm. with. Like, oh, I don't see color. Like, well, no, are you colorblind? Well, no, like, you know, we, and it's not the fact of like seeing color and being racist or prejudiced. It's just the, the fact of basically saying like, you know, you're a fellow human, you're a fellow brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I see you. Right. You know what I'm saying? I see, I see you. I see, you know, and, and I may not fully understand everything, but like, yeah, like I, I'd like to understand, you know, like, how does this make you feel, dude? Like, you know, yeah, or like, right. hey, we're going to go do this. Like, what, what you think about that? You know, like, just I don't think it's like a hard, fast question. 
with a hard fast answer like just it's an ongoing discussion type of yeah thing, no that you know because life is ongoing type of thing so i think it's different scenarios different things it's like it, like i said it's, a, it's an ongoing question with the ongoing uh, answer that should be discovered and, and, and developed you know yeah no i love that and 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 i think like just to, to say it back to, to seek to understand i think basically what you're saying is like yeah to acknowledge the fact that the human person created in, in, the, in the image and likeness of god has this this integrity of an experience that that is universal but that the way that their mm-hmm. lives are played out reg- has different realities that present themselves to them that we should all seek to understand how those interplay with those like universal things that we're experiencing and, and, and the mm-hmm. particulars of those situations that we need to seek to understand in order to more fully love. That's, that's awesome. But thanks for that. Answer. Right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. There's something to, I think I have two questions on my mind. Like, and, and one kind of comes with a statement of like the other day, was pumping gas at at a gas station. I saw the four <clears throat> cops talking. It's like maybe a week ago. So it's after after everything in the news and stuff. And I like wanted to like out of this kind of same sense of like I just want to like I want to be educated. I want to learn. I just, I like obviously from everyone like that's involved, like from black people, from police officers, from from protesters. I just want to learn like where people are coming from. And so I had this fear too of walking up to these police officers of like. And just and just engaging in a dialogue. I just wanted to ask them a connection or ask them a question, make a connection, just figure out what what they were thinking and stuff. But I had this this sense of fear of like I'm I'm either gonna they're gonna think I'm an idiot or I'm gonna offend them or I'm gonna frustrate them or like they're gonna not want to talk to me or there's there was like a number of thoughts I had. Um, I ended up going up and we just had a super good conversation and they thanked me and we, I, yeah, they were just voicing like we're sickened by what we've seen in the media and, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of thing. And I don't know, it was, it was, it was just beautiful and it was actually a great conversation, but it, it got me thinking of like this, I, I feel like when, when people, and maybe this is, maybe this is not right, but maybe it's wrong, but I'm like, I feel like people have like underlying like prejudices, big or small, uh, against black people. Like some of it, I think comes from fear of like, yeah, not being educated, but like not being like, not feeling free just to have interactions and, and like friendships or like conversations mm-hmm. for, for whatever reason. And and I think even, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know like what the cause of that would be, but like, what are, what are even just like some, some subtle, like some subtle things that people have said or done that, that you felt like came from a prejudiced place that, the person might have, might have not even noticed, but that like offended you. Like, like basically what, what can someone listening be like, okay, that's, that's actually something subtle that I didn't even know that I did or said, or realize that someone did or said that actually is offensive and hurtful to yeah, either a person of color or specifically a black person. Like, is there a particular time or, or experience that you can think of when oh, it comes man. to that? <laughs> um, trying to think, um, I think it's like subtle things, you know, um, I, I'm like a duck, like I let the water roll off my back. So I really like kind of like don't let it phase me too much. And I guess maybe I'm just like, you know, you know, it's become desensitized to me, like just growing up, you know, in the South, like I said. But I mean, this is like kind of random. But I remember back as a kid, uh, we went to play uh, basketball with some friends, like my, my white friends down the street or whatever. These little kids we just met or whatever. And we started hanging out a little bit. My brother and I went over and we went to go play basketball with them. And they gave us, they were like, hold up, before before we start playing, man, like, you know, like, let's not do any breaking ankles or, like, no no dunking or anything like that. And I'm like, first of all, my handles aren't even that good. I probably wouldn't be able to, quote, unquote, break your ankles. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, stuff like that. But, I mean, so it's like just, I think it's like subtle things like that that people don't, and I don't think they were mm. like racist. Obviously, mm. if they were racist and they didn't like us, 
they wouldn't have like let us come over and play basketball with you know or anything like that. But but I think it may have been something like from the parents because like the parents like we never yeah. went in their house like you know like we you know one time we went in and they were like, oh you, maybe you guys should like play outside you know and like so we'd always play outside but never inside so maybe that was something passed down you know I don't know. But it's just funny because it's like, I don't, I think it's just subtle things. I mean, I think it's just being aware. Like, if I meet someone who is of, I don't know, like of a certain descent or like a certain ethnicity, I think it's just really about having love, honestly. Like, I, if you meet someone, like maybe hanging out with black friends, don't make black jokes. Hanging out with Asian friends, don't make Asian jokes. But it's like, really, when it's all said and done, like, we really shouldn't make any types of jokes about anybody for their ethnicity. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we're just further yeah. divided. So, I mean, I guess... I don't really know as far as a, a specific, you know, true. thing. You know, I can't really think of anything off offhand. You know, um, but I think yeah, no, I just think just seeing everybody as seeing everybody as a fellow human being, as a fellow brother, a fellow sister of the human race, and and realizing that they are of a different race, but at the same time, just like have love in your heart, man. Like if you have love in your heart, yeah, you truly have love in your heart, and you really want to seek to understand, then it just kind of like flows naturally. If that makes sense, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What, what it makes me think of is like, I think a lot of ethnic jokes come from ways that people are reduced. And like, for instance, Asians, you uh -huh. reduce them to like being good at math, right? And so you make jokes about Asians and math, you reduce Muslims uh -huh. to like being terrorists. You can reduce like Hispanics to like cutting the lawn, right? And like making that, those kind of jokes. You can, and I think, I think black people are often reduced to either athletics yeah. or crime. One of, yeah, is, and, is, you, and you mentioned uh, that, so I mean, something you said so. earlier before the, the, the actual question itself, you mentioned when you just said just now the crime and everything. I think those prejudices, like, for example, like dealing with police, I feel like even that comes. It reminds me of something I dealt with back home not too long. Well, a few years ago, maybe I had friend, friends of mine, uh, well, people I went to high school with and they had this one, this, this he was a white kid. And he did something. He started swinging on the police and hitting the police. And the police, like, they ended up just, like, tackling him and, like, you know, wrapping him up or whatever. And and he was, like, a, a 17, 18-year-old kid. 17. And so then one of the people I went to high school with, he posted on Facebook, like, man, see. And this was in our hometown, too. He's like, see, if this would have happened, you know, if he if this guy would have been black, he'd have been shot. He'd have been killed. You know, and and I brought it to his, his attention. I'm like, you know what? You're probably right. But think about think about it like this. Perpetrating those stereotypes like black people are also they have the stereotype of, oh, you know, black people, they like they're quick, they're fast, they're strong. They might they knock you out with one punch type of stuff. So I'm like, think about it like this. I was like, dude, mm. when you were 17 years old, when I was 17 years old, I was a large 17 year old. I mean, I, you know, I was like, what, six, three, six, four, like two fifty, two sixty, you know? And I was like, dude, when you were like 17 years old, you're like, what, six foot, six one, like, you know, like, you know, you know, muscle definition and everything. And this little kid who got arrested by the police, he started swinging on the police and they just wrapped him up. But I mean, he was a skinny little white dude. He wasn't going to do any damage. But if you or I right. were to tussle with the police at 17 years old, start swinging at the police, they might have felt a little bit more threat, you know, mm. and it's like, does it make it right that they want to yeah. pull out a gun and shoot? Of course not. You know, don't be a police officer if you uh if you have any if you're afraid you have any fear of oh I mean I I'll be a police but if a black person try to punch me I might have to shoot him because I don't want him to knock me out. Well, you don't need to be a police officer then. You need to go maybe take some karate classes, learn some self defense or whatever, and don't be afraid. Like be able to handle your own. Should you have to deal with people punching you? No, 
You know, you shouldn't punch the police. So it's like it goes into that whole thing, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's like this whole cycle. Like, of course, don't punch the police, you know. But if you do punch the police, does it give them a right to shoot you? No. But at the same time, some people punch at the police and they get shot. Some people punch at the police, they get tackled. Does it make it right? No. You know. So it's just like this weird, like, circle of cycle. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, well, but just because he punched the police doesn't mean he needs to get shot. It's like, well, don't punch. The, you're right, but don't punch the police. And it's like, but at the same time, it's it's just like a cycle of like. When will it stop? And I think it is rooted in, like you said, like just those little, like those small prejudices that we don't even realize we have. Like, mm. man, like you know, or I'm not, yeah. man, I'm not about to, you know, battle this Asian dude on this this math test. No, man, like this math question, like, or like if you have like you know, like you know playing like a game with friends or like you know, a game show or something, whatever, and you got to do a math question against an Asian person, you're like, oh man, good luck, bro. You not gonna get this, you know? It's just like certain things like that that I feel are so deeply ingrained in society that it divides mm. us and, and causes yeah. people to act certain ways in certain situations. Like I guess it's so deeply ingrained that people don't really realize it. But now that everything's happening, it's being brought to light. I think it, I think it's good. I think it'll, you know, cause us to have conversations and uh, make us aware of it and allow for that change to happen, you know? Yeah. So good, dude. So good. I think it's such a good insight. Just like, yeah. In what ways am I reducing like people of color or like black people specifically and like what are the ways that those look like like the negative ways that like that i would that i would make jokes if you're i've heard jokes said and like and and where where the jokes coming from like what what place and i mean one one thing you mentioned too aj is like we've, we've kind of like talked about like the police um quite a bit and and I, so I have a question of like do you feel and this is you know for you and, and for other black people that you know people of color that you know is police brutality and the fear of being a black person when it comes to interactions with the police, like, is that a, an absolutely central issue in the conversation of racism or is it just one of hundreds think, yeah, of I, things I, I racism? You know what I mean? Like, is it like school oh, systems, no, sure. all like, that stuff? Like, I feel like, yeah, racism is everywhere, you know, of course, but I think it's different. Like, you know, like if you get in an argument or somebody, you know, or something happens out in, in public and someone calls you the N word, you know, is different like it, it's still racism it's still the same as the police like you know police brutality for example but i think the the big thing that tips the scales is like okay like if a random person calls me an n-word that's one thing but if the police someone who's who's taking a pledge to protect and serve you know does something like out of line and it's just right. it's amplified you know people say you know they, they make comparisons like, what about black on black crime like yeah i mean i get it crime in general is bad but I think what's amplified here is the fact that police, like I said, they protect, you know, they pledge, they, you know, make an oath to protect and serve, you know. So I think that's the big issue right here. It's not just, you're not just experiencing racism from someone who is, you know, an average Joe. Like this is someone who is putting, who has said that they're going to, you know, put their life to, put their life on the line to help people and protect society. So I think that's the big issue. But of course, there's racism everywhere. Like, I mean, I literally got I got mm-hmm. written up and sent to in school, in school suspension when I was in seventh grade for twisting up a piece of paper. Like, I, I pulled my notebook out, uh, and you know, they, you have the little frayed ends in the side. And I was just like twisting it up with my finger, like while I was, you know, listening to the teacher talk. I, yeah, whatever. Like, and like just twisting it up with my fingers. And my teacher said, "Oh no, you're going to you're going to the office for that." And I'm like, "Wait, for what?" Like, they literally sent me to the office. I wrote me up, and, and, you know, I had to go to in-school suspension. And and apparently, like, when my dad came to school or whatever, and, and uh, they gave him the referral, they the teacher wrote me up for pretending to twist up a joint in school. 
I didn't know what weed was until like, like I didn't even know we. I, I didn't know we was like I to like high wow. school, like when like I teammates I had like teammates that were like smoking or whatever like and they were, oh yeah and I'm like so I didn't even know what it was like but she just assumed that I was rolling up a little frayed piece of paper into a joint but and why was it because I'm black I don't know and and again I mean it's just certain things like that you know and I mean and it's just it's an understanding point like most teachers you know where where I'm from most teachers you know are usually white female teachers and when it comes to a young black especially a male it's just like the demographic is so different they have like literally they're so far from move removed from that culture you know so they don't really understand so a lot of times young black males get thrown out of the classroom for not just for like any like i literally one time <laughs> in 11th grade i got put out of the classroom no 10th grade because my teacher and i was actually at a private school she said something and I was like, Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. And she said, What did you tell me? I said, I said, My bad. She's like, Don't you talk to me like that? Don't use that language with me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, my bad. And it was a habit. So I just said, I was like, Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. And she's like, Get out of my and the students were kind of like, Wait, what? You know, like, and and I literally got kicked off for saying my bad. And it's like she had no idea what that meant or what I don't know what she maybe she thought I was disrespecting her. I don't know. But it's like yeah, it's and, it, and it's just because people aren't educated. Wow, on that. Man. People either they don't want to see that races are different, that race plays a part, and that it, 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 there are different situations, or they just choose to be ignorant to it and don't want to learn. I don't know, you know. And if I could jump in in the head of someone who has underlying prejudices or races, you know, racism, whatever, like on whatever for whatever reason, I'd be able to tell you. But I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. You know, and it, it's weird. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I think it's Jeez. like from police to everyday life. Dang. Yeah, like you said, to schools and school situations. You know, we, it's just time for people to be educated and, and understand that we're all the same, but you know, we all have different experiences and we all come from different backgrounds. You know, it, AJ, it just dude, it it really is like so. It's like a combination of like disheartening of it's like I feel sad. I feel like what these stories hearing are like this is so wrong. Like. I, I have never heard stories like this from like anyone else. Like for such minor things to cause such overreactions. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I've I've also been like pulled over late at night and and had a DUI test and was completely sober mm-hmm. and it was a two minute ordeal. You know, and or like I've I've you know done worse things in school and and not even anywhere in the ballparks of like those reactions. And I don't know, man. It's just like. It, it's kind of outrageous to to hear these, and at the same time, you're so good-hearted, dude. And like, I don't know, it, that's like reassuring. So it's it's moving, but also I'm like, man, this is this is like it just sheds light where I feel like people hearing, are, I'm sure, going to be just like shocked or just like, what is that 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 happens? Like, it's just crazy. I'm sure there's like thousands and thousands of experiences, and if we sat on the phone for another hour, I'm sure that you would just like. I don't know, man. I hear countless stories are just like that literally only makes sense yeah. when you factor in racism. It's like, where does that coming from? It's like literally we're we're looking at every other possibility. This story does not make any sense yeah. unless it comes out of kind of prejudice or racism. 100%. It does not make any sense. So yeah. yeah. Gosh, man. It's, it's it's good though, I think. I don't know. Just, again, getting to hear this from me because I I think one thing that's been on my heart in the in this past week is just seeking like 
a big part, and we've talked about this in, in, in our desire to love other people is to seek to understand. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's been hard for me is I've been like, man, I, I just want to ask someone questions, like hear stories to like allow that understanding. Because I can read articles and, and that's good. I'm not saying not to do that. But I think it's another thing to enter into a real conversation with human being be like, look, dude, what's your experience? Like, I, I want to understand. And I think it's it's having like people, you know, putting away the technology. I mean, I guess we're doing this through technology, but, <laughs> but, but <laughs> yeah. putting away, you know, all the other things and just sitting down and being like, look, tell me, tell me about this or that. And, and like, actually, like you're saying, like being genuine and not just asking the questions to kind of like signal some sort of virtue, but like actually desiring to love as the father does. Mm-hmm. And that really like, yeah, I think one thing I'll, I'll definitely take away from this for myself is like, yeah, never like, especially in situations uh, with, with people of, of color, but it really in, in my dealing with anyone is just like, man, how many assumptions on a day-to-day basis do I go into a, a situation with someone with? Versus like actually just putting away those being like, this is a human person. Let me actually give them the chance to, yeah, to, to like let their, their person show before I have some kind of assumption that overrides it. Um, mm-hmm. To be more cognizant of the assumptions I carry into each and every interaction. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, Definitely. yeah, yeah so thank like you that's, that. that's the, that's the thing. Love, man. Like, you know, love, like love is like, I go back to this all the time. Like what, what can change if somebody is like a Ku Klux Klan member and they hate all minorities or whatever like what can change that person you could talk to them till you blow in the face you could talk to them till you grow a beard as long as moses you know they're, <laughs> they're not going to want to hear the only thing that can change mm-hmm. someone like that who has so much hate in their heart is love a true relationship with jesus christ jesus christ can only change the heart of man straight up i mean you could plant seeds do this and that and the other but i feel like it's love like mm-hmm. john paul ii says i'm a true believer you know and, and truth beauty and goodness and in an arts like he says beauty will save the world beauty will change the world you know and it's just like i always go back to that you know that's why i love the arts so much you know particularly music that that's i feel like that is one of the things that you know that's going to play a big part in this you know spreading love you know spreading spreading truth spreading beauty you know spreading goodness through the arts you know um to really touch hearts you know and, and just allow god to you know flow through that you know to humankind that's uh, like you said love man straight up <laughs> love yeah dude on, on that note could you could you just give a little plug for the song that you that you just oh yeah for uh, sure yeah yeah so you I just made have and just released it's, uh, it's like on all uh on all major uh, platforms right now it's uh it's called race 2020 i just i just did it like i did it what well, last week i just made a song I, I thought of the name oh race you know 2020 the year and then i have it, like on spotify itunes title like all, all the major ones i have a uh, something on youtube as well it's actually it's in the link in my bio on my Instagram as well. And my artist name is my actually ironically my full name, so I, I go by AJ. But my my artist name is Alfred Carter the Fourth, so A L F R E D C A R T E R I V Roman numeral four because I'm the fourth. So if you look me up, you know um, that's my Instagram handle. All that it's the link is in my bio on there. Yeah, and yeah, definitely check it out. Like it's it's just um it's a song that kind of goes deep, you know to the root of it you know it's good versus evil man i was i was cleaning up the other day and i just felt led to like um like kind of do like a little i guess a study or whatever and i was uh i came across ephesians i felt led to uh, ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 to 20 and the biggest thing that stuck out to me was one of the main things was the scheme basically how, how satan uses these schemes you know basically he, he's been doing it since the beginning of time you know and it's like this ain't nothing but a scheme you know he's using race to divide people you know, and make people hate each other for something that really don't even matter. You yeah. think Jesus, you know, when you get to heaven, you think God's going to care anything about race? No. You know what I'm saying? 
And it's like it's just one of his many schemes he's using to divide people mm. and and you know separate us and cause hate and cause so much division. And and I just led to share through, through song and um and I came up with this. So yeah, it's, it's called Race Twenty Twenty. So like you know, Race Twenty Twenty. Um, it's so good, dude. I, I listened to it the other day, and I just highly encourage whoever is listening just to to go look up that song Race Twenty Twenty. It's you can tell uh, AJ was was praying with with that and that song's really just the, the fruit you. of prayer. It, it's really beautiful. It. So man, AJ, I'm just so thankful, man, just to, to have dialogue with you and just talked. And, and there's something here of like, I think, uh, I don't know it. I feel like this time of life with everything happening in the news and everything coming out with racism, it, to me in a weird way, it kind of reminds me of mm-hmm. like the first week of school, freshman year of college, like there's an ability there's an ability to talk to anybody. It's like an openness of like, hey, I'm I'm open to talk and meet if you are. And it, it kind of creates the same feel with me with with black people where it's like, yeah. hey, this is an open door to conversation, mm-hmm. even if you're even if you're not close. Like just just to ask the questions of like, can I just ask you like, what's going on? Like, yeah, in your heart and mind, like, and and how are you kind of experiencing everything? Just kind of like what we did and. I don't know. Do you, would you would you think it's fair to say like it's, there's probably an open door just for people to have these kind of conversations yeah, with for black sure. people? People, Most color, definitely. Like I mean, of course, like you know, read the room. You know, I wouldn't, you know, walk up in the hood to some random dudes like you know, um, sit on the porch like you know, whatever. But I mean, like at the same time, like you know, what I mean, um, and and <laughs> I feel like really, truly, even that will be fine, honestly. You know, because you can't just judge somebody. But I, I think it's the way you you come across. Like just hey. Hey, what's up, man? You know, hey, my name's Alex, man. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to like. It's genuine. You know, yeah. Obviously, you know, I just, I'm just trying to understand, dude. I'm trying to understand your experience, like, you know, yeah. what, like, what is it like, man? You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, and 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 just a very, just a very honest, you know, non-judgmental so way, and like, like I say, even before going into that, like before I got on here, you know, I prayed before a conversation, like, you know, you pray, like, just ask the Holy Spirit to lead you through this conversation, like, you know. Dear Heavenly Father, you know, I should send your Holy Spirit down to lead me and guide me as I go talk to my brother right now. Like, you know, you know my heart, Lord. You know I don't have any, you know, at least I don't realize, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know this person, but I I ask that you help me understand, like help me come across like, you know, as, as genuine as you know that I am, Lord. Like, you know, whatever, I don't know, whatever, in, in your own words, you know, and just open up in a prayer and like, I mean, not with the person, yeah. obviously, of course, just pray before you go in. And just ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide that conversation. And if if it's from a place from love, like yeah, it'll it'll be good, you know. And like I said, it's definitely open 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 door for that right now, you know, with everything going on. And I honestly, I feel like people would appreciate yeah. that, you know. Yeah, I do too. AJ, man, it's just such a gift. You 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 really just like I don't know. We didn't we didn't even have to talk about like uh, like how does being Catholic affect your experience you just left and right dude just like sharing the way that like the lord is working in your heart and has been and and the way that you, i don't know just like encouraging people of like here here's how to integrate like your relationship with god no and doubt, man. Thanks so for thank me. you for for sure, everything for man me. yeah man it's, it's, yeah, it's thank it's, you for talking gift, for sure thanks this. no doubt thank you thank you uh aj we, we hope to talk with you soon and, and, no, and god, god bless you too, man, man. We'll, we'll, we'll thank you again take care dude no thank you i love you too peace out y'all love you bro Hey y'all, my name is Thomas McGrath and I'm the editor for Sooner Catholic Podcast. And today I thought we'd do something a little different. So instead of having bloopers, we have some more background and content from AJ in addition to some extra thoughts from Alex and Trevor. Uh, AJ Carter, how are you, dude? 
Hey, I'm doing good. How are you, man? Good, good. This is this is Trevor Barreca, also on the line. He's a first year missionary at OU. Hey, what's up, AJ? Cool. cool. Oh shoot, nothing much. Just chilling, man. Just chilling. Just chilling. It's it is it's full circle, isn't it? AJ being being at OU like three something like three years ago, three maybe yeah, four years 2015, ago. And then, yep. Back in and the, then the new five, wave. Yeah. Also five now, 2015 to fall 15 to spring 16. Yeah. Uh, here you are moving on to bigger, better things. Somehow, somehow, I'm I'm back. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I miss it so, man. I can't even. Pro- I miss it so much, man. I miss really? That's Heck so yeah. cool. That's good to hear. Yeah, for sure, man. It's awesome. Sure. AJ, where do you live now? I live in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, nice. That's a good place. I, I like Phoenix a lot. Oh, hell yeah, me too, man. Living out west, loving it, man. Loving it. Are you are you doing like videography stuff or like music stuff? Yeah, so I, I um I help a friend of mine out with the production company he has. It's like a little side hustle. I help him out with that, but I've been doing mostly like um like just little acting gigs. Uh, if my agent sends me something, I'll you know like little little commercials, little stuff here and there. But my main thing, I've been really um obviously working. I work at a tech company, but <clears throat> my main thing on the side I've been uh, doing lately is music. No, dude, that's like four things. Yeah, I was gonna say you're like, you're like yeah, I'm <laughs> dude, not doing that much. I'm just like, <laughs> so it's like dude, it's what? Like, it's ridiculous. That's that's, awesome. that's so cool. I'm like, you know what? I'm doing on the side is like, uh, on the side, I'm just wasting time. And then uh, another side hustle that I do is is like wipe my kids' bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do both of those things too. Just, so I can add that to it. <laughs> so I'm just like, dang, dude, that's that's those are cool. What things. kind of music? Um, man, so I, a little bit of everything, kind of like uh, my main thing is uh, I'm a lyricist, so I like to uh, you know, put words to music. So mostly rap, but I also um, well, I guess I'd say evenly distributed. I do rap, um, but I also like I sing a little bit, you know, like rap and like sing a little bit to like a beat or like an instrumental, or like I just pick up a guitar and kind of you know jam it out a little bit, sing a little bit, rap a little bit, kind of like a little singer song rather rapper hip-hop you know folk yeah. type you know so it, it yeah i was gonna, just, I was gonna it's, say it's, r&b it's kind of yeah, like exactly that, yeah, like your your, your, exactly, your recent yeah. song your recent song had like about racism actually had the kind of like an r&b vibe um oh, yeah, and it was definitely it, yeah. definitely about the lyrics dude it was so good thank dude, you hopefully we can, it, we can we can feature that and share that that's awesome For sure yeah no doubt no doubt yeah Gosh, yeah i love it yeah definitely chopping up about that as well well dude thanks for thanks for being on the podcast obviously Man, that's so moving, that dude. Huge. So I love the conversation, dude. I heard a quote. I know that this probably won't make it on it, but I was reading today and finishing this book I've been reading, and I, I couldn't help but think about everything that's going on in the world right now. It was from uh, this Return of the Prodigal Son that I was had last week, and it's it, he's talking about the father's love um, for for his children specifically, and he's talking about what it means to like to move on from being the younger, the elder son, to becoming the father. And he says, he's talking about grieving and he says this, he says, this grieving is praying. There are so few mourners left in this world, but grief is the discipline of the heart that sees the sin of the world and knows itself to be the sorrowful price of freedom without which love cannot bloom. I am beginning to see that much of prayer is grieving. This grief is so deep, not just because the human sin is so great, but also and more so because the divine love is so boundless. To become like the Father, whose only authority is compassion, I have to shed countless tears, and so prepare my heart to receive anyone, whatever their journey has been, and forgive them from that heart. Um, man, I was just like, 
when I read that earlier, I've reread it like four times because I just couldn't help mm. with this idea of like to become like the father whose only authority is compassion. I have to shed countless tears and prepare my heart to receive anyone. Um, and I couldn't help but think that that is just truly like should be our prayer. Like during this time, like, am I, am I shedding tears for everyone involved? You know, am I, am I shedding tears for, for, for the injustice and, and, and the price of sin such that I have the compassion of the father that desires for his children to not live in that, you know? Um, gosh, anyway, just, just yeah. want to share that. So that'd be helpful. Um, so good. So good. I, I want to, I think we already have featured, I think I, I shared this on Facebook, literally had zero comments, zero views or zero likes. <laughs> like, okay. Facebook, what the H, but, uh, it was, there's a video I'll send it to you, dude. It's so freaking well made. It's like four minutes. Um, kind of reminded me of this, this conversation, but it's, I don't, it's, I think it's like a ESPN commentator or, or writer or something, but his name's Emmanuel something. But anyways, he's somehow talking with the NFL or ESPN and he made a video and on racism and dude, his answers in the way that he shares his experiences is so, yeah, it cuts to the heart. And one thing he says, like this term white privilege, we didn't really talk about this. We didn't hit on it, but I think it's important to hit on is like that. I never really understood it. It didn't really make sense to me. It's like, because it's like, uh, it's like, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, do I have white privilege? Like I'm a Hispanic. <laughs> do, do people, the white people I know have white privilege? Like, what does that mean? And it, it, it sounds like derogatory toward, towards white people is almost like the way that I took it. And what he explains is like, no, it's, it's not. It's saying that you've had the privilege of being white which has put you ahead in like in this, in this race of life. And, and you, you haven't had to deal with a certain set of obstacles and difficulties that come explicitly with being black. That is what, that is what white privilege means. And so it's like, when I think about entering into the journey of, of everyone as God, the father, it's like, then I need to understand that black people go through stuff in life. Yeah. Unlike any other person. And, and not, and not just saying, yeah, you know, we all have our struggles. Like, you know, we all, we all have difficulties and, you know, it, like not reducing it and, and just saying, well, you know, everyone struggles and, you know, like, you know, single moms and, and, uh, you know, police officers and, and yes, absolutely. And, and none of this that takes away from it, but to, but to be able to receive everyone based on their journey as God, the father is to acknowledge that racism does exist that is, it is like prolific right now and in widespread that it's manifesting in police brutality and people unjustly and innocently losing their lives. And in the small day to day, like AJ said, and that specifically black people face certain like tragedies and hardships in their lives. Yeah. That no, that's, people who that's are not so black good. do not experience period. Yeah. And that, and I that's like, crazy. I to saw me, an right? video by a priest the other day, he put it out and he was talking about like saying like the all lives matter, you know, it, it's kind of like in, in response to black lives matter, it's kind of like, like going to a funeral where someone's giving you a eulogy for someone who's just died and, and you walk up to the pulpit, you grab the mic, you're like, well, wait a minute, you know, like we're all going to die here. Like everyone's going to die. It's like that you, you're true. Like what you're saying is true. You're not, you're not wrong. But that's not even the point. Like how unbelievably inappropriate would it be to focus on like yeah. the, everyone dying when, when we're, when we're mourning right. the loss of, of that particular person and celebrating their life as well. Like it's so inappropriate to do that because it's, it's not even out of a sense of like being PC. It's out of a desire to love and, and to grieve with people, which is part of the human, like it's in the Beatitudes, right? Like, like Jesus in the Beatitudes is saying this. So, um, so true. yeah.